Hello and welcome to the Daily Interlake News Now podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Inman. We're taking a look at some of last week's biggest headlines and what's coming up this week for the Flathead Valley. In this week's Deep Dive segment, I chat with Dave Myers, who helps organize the Big Fork Whitewater Festival. He's been traversing the Swan River ever since he was young and tells us why the festival is still his favorite even after kayaking all over the world. But first, here are some headlines. The Flathead County Fairgrounds has changed its on-site camping rules after having to remove left-behind debris from the grounds. According to a release from the county, more than $10,000 has been spent this year to remove trash and other items that were not claimed. Officials said the labor and money spent to keep the fairgrounds safe for all who use it is not sustainable. There has been an increase in transient encampments on the property and the use of horse stalls for shelter, the county notes. Overnight camping is now only allowed during special events that allow camping. A special event tag to display will be provided at the gate for overnight stays. Vehicles without the tag will be subject to towing, and no camping signs have been added to the entrances. In addition, the north entrance to the fairgrounds has been locked, as well as the walk-in gates, after the east walk-in gate was damaged. Fairgrounds manager Sam Nunnally said there have been fewer transients using using the property or setting up encampments since the locks were added. Navigating the mental health care system and connecting to resources can oftentimes be difficult, but experts say there are measures that can be taken to support someone dealing with a mental health crisis. When asked what to do for someone in that situation, panelists during a mental health symposium last Thursday said in a perfect world it would start with preventative measures that would hopefully stop a crisis from occurring in the first place. The group told the audience at the Gateway Community Center it's too late if it's too late for preventative measures, it's still important to slow down and listen when someone is in a crisis. The event was part of a series of events held this month in recognition for Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Speaking on these topics were some of the primary people who respond to mental health crises in the Valley. Helping someone deal with a low-risk crisis is manageable without immediate intervention from medical staff or law enforcement, but would be necessary in situations where someone seems likely to hurt themselves or others. Like if it's someone who's maybe um, struggling with negative thoughts, um, they're really worried about something, they're really stressed, they're starting to feel really overwhelmed, they're having thoughts of, I'm not good enough, then they could definitely call the 988 number, which is a crisis mental health line that's based out of Missoula, it's 24 seven, people always answer, and you have someone who who answers the phone and can talk to that person in that lower risk crisis. And if it escalates over the phone, then they'll try to do a safety plan with that person. And if that person cannot safety plan, then that 988 worker will be calling 911 in the region that that person is calling from. It was also suggested that people helping loved ones through crisis reach out to peer support groups, such as the Flathead National Alliance for Mental Illness Family Support Groups. As part of the series of events in recognition for Mental Health Awareness Month, the National Alliance for Mental Illness Family and Friends Training takes place at the Gateway Community Center on June 3rd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., Similar to their family support groups, the training will inform people who have loved ones with a mental condition on how to best support them. And Flathead County real estate agents are reporting an increase in the number of scammers posing as property owners in attempts to sell land out from under their rightful owners. Realtor Leslie Reeder of All Montana Real Estate was almost swept up in a bait-and-switch last month when she received a call to sell a parcel of vacant land for under market value. Reader went about her regular pre-listing checklist, speaking with the would-be seller who said they lived out of state, coordinating photos, collecting marketing information, and establishing a listing price. 
Once she had listed the lot for sale, she received a call in the middle of the night from the actual property owner who was upset and confused as to why their property had been listed without their knowledge. It was then that she realized she was part of a scam. In the week following that listing, it became apparent just how widespread these deceptions have become in our local real estate market. She said she was contacted by six out-of-state property owners over the next 10 days who were also revealed to be scammers. All of the properties in question were vacant lots, including some in Lincoln and Lake Counties. Realtors say the area is particularly susceptible to these attempts as there is an abundance of vacant land, much of which is owned by people living in other states, as well as the skyrocketing property values over the last several years. The advent of these scams is forcing real estate agents to take new steps to verify sellers' identities and ownership, according to Jerry Moon, Executive Officer and Professional Standards Administrator for the Northwest Montana Association of Realtors. Real estate agents are also recommending that property owners set up Google or Zillow alerts for their properties so they will receive an email if it is listed for sale without their knowledge. They are also encouraging those affected to report incidents to local law enforcement and the FBI. Read those full stories at dailyinterlake.com. Let's jump into our deep dive segment. This week, I'm chatting with Dave Myers. He's one of the organizers for the Big Fork Whitewater Festival, which takes place this upcoming weekend. Hey, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. So Dave Myers is involved with the Big Fork Whitewater Festival, um, and he was just on the river this morning. Can you kind of tell me what conditions are right now? We're, we're recording this a couple weeks ahead of the festival, so just to give some context on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry for being a little late. I was definitely on the river. We like to call it Dawn Patrol, where we get a morning run in before work. And um, yeah, no, it is actually higher than normal this time of year. Um, it, I believe it may be kind of right at its peak, um, 5,500 CFS, which in context for last year, we didn't hit those flows until about early June. Um, so yeah, it's really raging. The The mile always doesn't have a lot of warm up. It usually is just, you know, once the spring comes, it kind of just juices up really quick and then we kind of have the run out. So um, yeah, it's, it's a great level right now and uh, definitely hopefully do a few more Dom patrols for the end of the year. Uh, could you give us just a rundown of what the Whitewater Festival is and what you guys do? Yeah, so the festival, this is the 48th annual, um, so it's been going around for quite a while, but, um, you know, it's kind of evolved over the years. It used to just be a downriver race, um, and then in the 90s, it um, actually drew a huge professional following where it was part of a national circuit, um, and then that circuit kind of fizzled out, um, and the festival in the last 10 years started to have money for pr prize money for the top three uh, men and women. So it kind of drew a different uh, caliber of boater. Um, whitewater kayaking isn't very super lucrative. So professional boaters kind of came out and um, kind of raced for the money. And uh, we, you know, I think this is the fourth year we introduced uh, the stand up paddleboard race. So that'll be going in the bay on Sunday or sorry, on Saturday. And then we have rafting that has been on and off for the last 10 years. Um, and that starts on Sunday as well. Um, and then for the kayaking competition, we have a lower slalom, which is a beginner slalom, um, on Saturday morning. And then for the prize money, it's three races. It's a timed, um, event. We have an expert slalom that happens all day Saturday and, uh, each racer has two, he uh, 
two chances, two heats to um, put in the best line, fastest line, um, fastest time is um, advances. And then on Sunday, we have a downriver that's just top to bottom as fast as you can. And then a giant slalom, which is top to bottom with a few gates. And uh, a slalom is a race course that we kind of create on the river where we put um, gates we put lines across the river and then we put gates around features or certain sections where paddlers have to go through the gate without touching it. Um, there's green gates and red gates. A green gate, you have to go downstream. A red gate, you have to go upstream. So those are usually in a calm eddy on the side of the river. Um, if you hit a gate, it's a five second penalty. And then if you miss a gate completely, it's a 50 second penalty. Um, and so all of those times added up at the end, create a winner. Um, the last year we created a new system where you get a point system for your time. So it's still a timed event, but you get a point system and that creates a system where if you hit a gate and you're five seconds behind, or you miss a gate and you're 50 seconds behind, you can still make it up in the down river and the giant slalom. Um, in years past we had, it just being a timed event. So if you missed a gate, you're kind of out of the running for the, the ground grand prize. Um, and so we kind of made it a little bit more tighter and fair where even if you miss a gate, you can still win, win, win the prize. If, if you're a really fast boater. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so it sounds like it's been going on for a long time. Can you kind of tell me how you got involved with it? Yeah. So, you know, I have been kayaking since I was like nine years old. My brother kind of forced me into it, um, but I'm really glad he did. Um, but he, you know, he was a professional boater um, for a few years and just had a really big, he'd go around to all the festivals and competitions kind of all around the, the country. And so following him around, um, seeing those competitions, seeing all the boaters at all of them really just, um, I don't know, was just always like a fun time. And then coming back to the festival every May, um, I always just wanted to be involved. And so the last 10 years I've probably helped out just with the weekend events, you know, helping with gates and being where, being anywhere I could help out. But, um, the last three years, I've kind of taken on more of a co-organization rule um, or role with Sarah Peterson. Um, and she's been involved for the last, yeah, five, 10 years as well. But um, the last three, 2021 and on, we've been kind of the two, two co-organizers and just trying to make it into um, a bigger, bigger and better event um, for not only the kayakers, but for the town of Big Fork as well. For sure. Um, so I'm going to change this next question a little bit. Instead of asking how you got into whitewater kayaking, because it kind of sounds like this festival might be, and your brother yep. got you into kayaking. So um, instead, I want to ask about your cool adventures. So you got into kayaking through the festival through your brother. Can you yeah. The other stuff yeah. So you my, you know, a long time ago, my brother saw a old 13 foot Seda uh, fiberglass boat in my aunt's uh, garage and she, yeah, gave it to him. We somehow had a buddy that, um, our neighbor knew how to roll a kayak. So taught my brother how to roll in our local lake. And then he took off. He was quite the prodigy at a young age. He, um, competed on the 
U.S. freestyle team for multiple years and, yeah, traveled the world. And so he was five, six years older than me. So he kind of, I was the younger brother, always wanting to do what he wanted to do. So um, started kayaking um, at a younger age, nine, kind of when I learned how to roll, but really didn't start boating rivers until I was like 11 or 12. And then, you know, from there, it was a lot of like trial by fire. I don't, wasn't like as good of a boater as my brother was. And so there was a lot of like plateaus and a lot of hardship of like not really wanting the boat. I was a really big snowboarder, blah, 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 blah. But I was fortunate enough to go, um, go to a kayaking academy my senior year of my high school career. So the second semester of my senior year, I got to go to, um, it was called World Class Kayak Academy. They were based out of Missoula at the time. And now they're based out of Trout Lake, Washington. And they, yeah, we got to go to uh, China for two months and paddle the three, um, three rivers there, the Yangtze, the Mekong, and the Salween. And that was just like a real eye-opener cultural experience. My mother, she's from England, so I've traveled a lot when I was younger, but not really to like, um, really, it was just such a culture shock to go to um, China and just like, just the experience and the culture was really eye-opening. And then to be able to have a kayak and with good buddies and just see the world and just see the, the area in a different way. I believe rivers are like the best way to see an area. You're kind of just... I don't know, you go places where no one else can really go to. And so that really got my draw on and just like really wanted to keep kayaking, had a bunch of buddies from the academy. And so in the following years, I've been to South America, Chile, Argentina, Me- Mexico, um, Costa Rica and kayaked. I actually got to go over to M- Nepal and paddle. Um, and yeah, just it's a, it's a sport where you can go a lot of places. Once you have all the gear, it's really just paying for a plane ticket or, um, and the shuttle rig and, um, you can go quite a few places. So. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so if you've been all over the world, you've done this stuff all over the world. What do you love about uh, big forks whitewater festival? You know, it's a, uh, it's a really special section of whitewater. It's a mile, little over a mile long and, especially right now when it's peak flow, it's definitely like one of the better sections. Um, There's lots of characteristics of rivers. There's big rapids, there's waterfalls, there's tight creaking, and everyone loves a different aspect of it. And for me, I really like running big rapids and, and styling a line, getting from the top to the bottom with your head dries, like always a cool, cool experience. And so the, I don't know, the swan, is just, it kind of has it all. And I think it's the reason that I am such a good boater. There's, you know, in the Flathead Valley, there's a lot of good scenic class one, two, maybe class three rivers. Um, The middle fork of the Flathead is a good, there's a whitewater section in there, but it runs not as long as I'd like. And I don't know, the mile, growing up in Big Fork, I just always had the swan. I was able to run it before school, run it after school, and I believe it kind of made me the boater that I am today. And, um, yeah, it's just, a it's a fun section. It, it, it only lasts for about a month. And so it's really, you got to get out as much as you can while it's running. So, um, but yeah, it definitely has a real special part, um, of it's just, yeah, it's my kayak and kind of foundation. So yeah, home, 
Home base. Yes, for sure. Home base. And just growing up just right down the road, that really helps out. So For sure. Just to clarify, so the Wild Mile, is that the 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 course itself and that's what they call the wild mile yeah so if there's a low head dam that is um that's about a mile and a half upstream of flathead lake on the swan river and so everything above that and below the swan lake um, is pretty mellow people tube it it's kind of like a class two straight for fishing um but that last mile into big fork it really yeah changes characteristics and really loses it gradient you know water and gra gradient create all those rapids and so um for that last mile it's just uh yeah the wild mile they used to call it the mad mile i guess but um it's just an event it's just like a really special s section of white water and uh definitely different characteristics in the upper section and really the only class four class fun section we have in the flathead valley so are, are there any other kind of like local kayaking competitions like this why is it important to have this here locally for people you know there isn't many whitewater races or festivals um anymore they're used to like i was saying back in the day in the early 2000 late 90s there was a big whitewater circuit the american whitewater um had kind of a yeah circuit from Oregon, Washington, California, all the way over to the East Coast. And there's only a few of those that are holding on. Um, and, you know, in Northwest Montana, we don't have a lot of festivals, really any races. There's some like lose it on the lock saw. There's some kind of like more just rendezvous or as you may say um places where but an actual organized festival is pretty rare in montana so um it's cool that we can kind of have that and to have prize money it kind of brings in that upper caliber of boater and you know something about the festival is just the venue itself is so unique the river mile mile and a quarter long runs right into downtown big fork um, all the kayakers are able to camp right on the takeout there right on the side of the river which you know most competitions you're in the middle of nowhere you're camping by yourself the there's not as much community um and that so it's a really unique festival so i think that brings a lot more you, and it's a safe river i mean it's in general terms it's a it's a pretty safe river and so a lot more people are boating it it's not just this high caliber race where only the pros are racing it's a it's a race where you know someone a few just a few years ago learned how to boat and can boat it so um it's something it kind of has something for all and you know the big forks always just a cool venue to have it because they can park their vehicles for the weekend walk up in town to get food and then do hundreds of laps through the weekend because it's such a short shuttle and everybody's wanting the boat. So um, it's the, the festival is a very unique one in the fact that everyone is together kind of all weekend. So um, yeah, really, really cool fest. Really excited for it. Yeah. The atmosphere is really fun. Exactly. Um, if someone wants to enter the competition, uh, what do you guys recommend like to train? In for yeah. Life? So I mean, mo the, the festival, the, the mile is definitely a, a class four river. So, I mean, most kayakers know 
know their ability levels. Um, if you're new to the area, I definitely recommend, you know, getting a hold of Montana Kayak Academy and maybe chatting with them and seeing if you can jump on the river um, prior to the event or at least scout it out. Um, most, you know, that that's any river all kayakers like to, you know, have a buddy that goes down, a local to take them down it, but they also like to scout rivers. So always scout it if you haven't been on it. But to join, um, we are we are opening registration on the 12th um, of May at 5 p.m. We're going to cap it this year at 100 competitors just for our timing. Um, it takes a long time on Saturday to get any more than 100 boaters down the river. Um, but, yeah, if you're interested in boating, check out Big Fork Whitewater Festival.com um, and we can, you know, uh, my email's in there and we can chat and see if, you know, if it's up to the standards that you want or there's the lower slalom which isn't a great event for beginner boaters there's also the rafting so if you got a raft team of four um and that i think that one's scarier than the kayaking personally but i'm also not a rafter so and then there's the stand-up paddleboard race and that one um base camp of big fork um Mark, who owns that, he runs that. And that's actually a really great event. They have everything from the beginner to expert, and it's all done in the Big Fork Bay. Um, so that one's a really fun event for um, beginner to expert stand-up paddleboarders. So, But as far as a kayaking goes, it definitely is a it's a real river. So, um, anyone that's thinking about doing it for their first time, definitely look us up and try to get a few laps in before you go down. Cause it's a, uh, it's a serious one, but also the festival brings so many people that there's a lot more safety. And so having a lot more people around and people showing you down and that's always a more safer route. So even if you're not competing, come down that weekend, come, come boat with some locals and yeah, have a good time. Thanks, Dave, for your time. Sweet. Thank you so much, Taylor. Yeah. We'll see you out there. Yeah. Dave is the executive director and an instructor at the Montana Kayak Academy who offers professional instruction for all ages. For more information about the Big Fork Whitewater Festival, go to BigForkWhitewaterFestival.com. Don't forget to put your nominations in for the Best of Flathead. You can submit your picks May 12th through June 5th. Nominations are also open for the Flatheads 20 under 40. Do you know someone under 40 who is doing amazing things in Flathead County? Nominate them today to be considered in an annual celebration of young professionals. Find out more info and place your nomination by May 30th at discoverkalispell.com. Let's take a look at what events are coming up this week in the Valley. As the weather warms up, we have a lot of little things starting back up again throughout the region. So here's just a small look at what you can find through our events calendar on our website, which is located at dailyinnerlake.com events. Imagine if libraries have something to offer every age group, whether it be story time for toddlers, Lego club for kids, fandom hangouts for teens, or take and make a patch for adults. Find out where you can access library programs at your local branch throughout the rest of May. Looking to get out and meet new people? There are dance classes happening all over the valley at the Fraternal Order of Eagles in Kalispell and the Blue Moon Nightclub in Columbia Falls, cribbage nights at Bias Brewing and the Whitefish Community Center, painting parties, and more on our local events calendar. And last but not least, be sure to check out all of the great live music happening in restaurants and bars this week. The Flathead boasts some great local musicians, and as the weather is getting warmer, it's hard to resist live music on a summer night. Again, find all these events and more of what's going on in your community at dailyinnerlake.com events. 
Thanks for joining us. News Now is a new podcast from the Daily Interlake. We're proud to be the largest news gathering organization in the region and the oldest paper in the Valley. Consider becoming a subscriber to support our work. Call circulation at 406-755-7018 or go to the Manage Subscription tab on the top right corner of our website. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode of the pod. Everybody stay safe and have a great week.